At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. I am Shane Bacon. Hope you guys are having a good week. It's it's the first week to me that feels like golf is really, truly back. You know, you go through Tory, and that's a big check mark, but not everybody's playing. And then you go to Pebble, and I started to, just so you know, I started to contribute to the Fried Egg newsletter. You can subscribe to that at the Fried Egg website. Uh, but I wrote a piece for this past Monday's Fried Egg newsletter about Pebble Beach and the rotation and the need to just bring juice to that event. It's too important of an event that it's lost its juice, and uh, the the hope and the the rumors are it's going to become an elevated event, and then that'll take care of that. But my point was to bring Cypress Point back into the rotation. Obviously, in 1990, the PGA Tour introduced an anti-discriminatory clause for all the tournament hosting courses. And Cypress Point didn't uh, fit the criteria. They didn't have any black members. And they got kicked out of the Rota at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. The director of the Monterey Peninsula Foundation, by the way, at the time was a Cypress Point member. So a bit awkward there. I could only imagine the next time he showed up to the golf course. But rumors are they now have, um, you know, all sorts of members there. And they've changed that policy. And, of course, the Walker Cup is going there in 2025. I just feel like if the event wants something to pop, uh, bringing Cypress there with what CBS, I can only imagine, would do with that broadcast, would give it that pop. You can read the whole article in the past issues uh, link there at the Fried Egg, but that was just something I spent a little bit of time working on. But uh, Waste Management Week or WM Week, whatever you want to call it, FBR Week when I was a young buck, um, it's when, to me, golf really feels like it's back. You know, I lived out in, in Phoenix, Scottsdale for a long, long time and went in a lot of different iterations. So uh, this week's podcast is just kind of my experiences over the years at the Phoenix Open. Um, I went for the first time back in 06. I was in college, and uh, my buddy Will Fralick dragged me up there. His parents lived like 15 minutes away from the golf course, 
and uh, we had you know general admission tickets. This was the anti-cell phone era of the PGA Tour. If you remember, it was met with uh, the same looks you might get if you try to bring like a six-foot bong into a PGA Tour event these days. So I remember walking in, not knowing anything about the Phoenix Open. I was dating a girl at the time who came with us, her and a couple of her friends. And uh, Will and I wanted to go our way, and they wanted to go their way. And I told her, I'll just meet you around the 16th hole. Uh, obviously we didn't meet out that day and I got in a lot of trouble about that that evening, but that was my first real in- introduction to what, uh, the Phoenix Open's all about and what the 16th hole was all about. And back in 06, the interesting part was the part three wasn't totally enclosed. I mean, I know you guys have all seen the Tiger Woods hole in one video, but even in 2006, it wasn't a total stadium. It was close, but it wasn't totally enclosed like it is today. And one of the things Will and I did was we just stood behind 17T because you could look down and see shots in at 16, and then you got a chance to really watch the tee shots on 17. We're college kids. You know, I mean, 06, I'm a senior in college at U of A, and we were betting – we'd had a few drinks. We were betting guys on the 17th tee if they drive the green or not. You know, guys are waiting for 10, 12 minutes to hit their tee shots if groups aren't waving them up. I remember Nick Watney being really cool about it, like – I remember Nick Watney, like, I'm in, 20 bucks, let's go, and he missed the green, and all the people around us were into it at that point. Um, on the other side of things, I remember Chris DeMarco got really mad at us about it. Um, I looked, he had a great week. <laughs> he, like, finished in the – he finished, like, in the top 20 that week. He was not happy with us throwing a, a $20 bet, drive the green or not, uh, his way, which is so funny because now as a 39-year-old, I could only imagine seeing two 21-year-old kids doing that and being really annoyed at them. But I remember we had a, a ton of fun. But yeah, it was it was just so wild thinking about the golf course the way it was then versus how it is now. Another thing I remember from that week was since it wasn't totally enclosed, there was a lot of like downhill grass you had to walk down to get to 16. It wasn't like you walked down steps or stairs into the Coliseum. And I remember it rained earlier in the week, and it was kind of wet grass. And girl after girl after girl that were wearing anything but tennis shoes or flats were just eating it on this hill. Like, if you had high hills on or wedges or whatever, they would just eat it. And imagine going to the Phoenix Open on a Saturday, you know, biggest sporting event in the world, you know, one of the biggest days in in American sport for the year, and you totally eat it going down the hill, dressed up, looking nice. Uh, It was quite an adventure. I will fast forward to uh, my first credentialed waste management. I mean, I didn't go to PJ Tour, but I was a blogger. You know, I mean, I I was blogging at AOL Fan House, um, and then I got I went to Yahoo. But you know, I'm the, I'm this I'm a blogger. Like you know, you know, at that time, blogger was a word that journalists hated, and if you were a blogger, it was like a less than situation than a, a writer or a journalist or whatever you might call yourself. Um, so really, one of the only events I could get into was the Phoenix Open uh, with a with a you know a media credential or whatever. And I remember the first Phoenix Open I went to, you you had to park in uh, I think what is the Champs Course, and you walk across the street into the player parking, which is also the clubhouse. And the media center is like the basement level of the clubhouse, and it's still the same uh, today that it was then. Obviously, uh, a few more media members now than there were you know back. I, I think this was probably '08 or '09. But they had parking spots for for every player that had won the event. And then there was some other parking spots. I remember Pat Perez had a parking spot, and he would bring a new car with him every day. And these were – this isn't a Ford Taurus. I mean, these are like high-end, 
you know, as as we've learned with videos of Pat Perez and his family, they like to spend and they spend lavishly. And these cars were high end and lavish. And I found out from someone that Ian Poulter was staying with Pat Perez that week. And so I was going to do a blog post on Pat Perez's garage and his cars and, you know, driving to the course every day with some different vehicles. So Ian Poulter did a press conference and he walked out and I'm this like little peon journalist, right? Got my little credential. And uh, at the time I'm writing for Yahoo Sports, which again, at the time is one of the busiest and most trafficked websites in the world. And I said, hey, Ian, I got a quick question. I want to ask you something about Pat Perez's vehicles. And uh, this was one of my first encounters with uh, somebody being not so happy with me. Is he kind of looked sideways at me. You know, I'm 25 at the time. And he looks at my credential and he said, what's a Yahoo? <laughs> I'm like, Yahoo Sports? You know, and now, now I kind of flip it on him. I'm like, you know what Yahoo Sports is, right? And he kind of smiled and he's like, you know, I did my press conference. And he was pretty nice about it on the back end. But I will never forget. Ian Poulter grabbing my Yahoo Sports credential and looking sideways at what Yahoo.com was. You know, you're at the time, 08, 09. Like, this is just past prime Yahoo days. I mean, if you got a sports story on the front page at Yahoo at the time, you'd get a bonus in your paycheck. That's how big of a deal it was to be on the front page of Yahoo Sports and Ian Poulter kind of looking sideways at it. And then, of course, my favorite of the waste management's was when this podcast right here uh, began. And if you go back and listen to the very first episode of the Get a Grip podcast, it was the Sunday after the Waste Management. This was, I believe, three years ago. So, I excuse me, this was four years ago. This would have been 2019. And the goal was I, I talked to Max Homa um, for you know a few months about doing this podcast. I was actually scrolling through some images the other day of what some of the names we <laughs> – thought of i think one of the original names for this podcast was strokes gained podcasting but there was actually a strokes gained podcasting podcast already out there so we we have graphics made and stuff like that of that idea and we obviously settled, settled on get a grip but my plan for that week was so our first episode was going to be sunday of the waste management so when he finished his final round we were going to go to my house and record the podcast and watch the super bowl so my plan that week was I was going to walk the whole week with Max and really get a firsthand account of what he did and how he played and really get a feel for that tournament so I could be as versed of his week and as accurate as I could be about what went on. And uh, we're, we're on like 13, 12, 13 that day. He's going to miss the cut. And I'm like, shit. Like, this first episode of this podcast, I'm trying to get Max really jazzed about it. Like, he was looking forward to it, but, you know, I was way more excited about it because this was going to be what I felt really, really an important thing to do with an up-and-coming player that I knew had a ton of potential. And I'm sitting there going, oh, goodness. You know, this guy, this guy, this guy's going to miss the cut. Like, he's gonna, what are we going to talk about on Sunday? And I remember he didn't birdie 13. So, he bogeyed 11. I think he hit it in the water long and uh, actually had a great up and down, but made bogey on 11, but he doesn't birdie the par 5 13, and that was the moment. I think he was outside the cut line, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, here we go. And my buddy Nick Woodruff was – I was walking up 14, and Nick was up by the green at 14. He was going to walk in with me and watch Max, and Max birdied 14, you know, one of the hardest holes at TPC Scottsdale. And then he birdies 15. And then I believe he hit a good shot at 16 and missed it. So he makes three at 16. Then he birdies 17, and he birdies 18, and he shoots 67 in round two. And all of a sudden, he goes from he's going to miss the cut to now he's comfortably into the weekend. And what does Max do on Saturday? He shoots 64 and gets himself really in the tournament. 
And I will never forget that Sunday. You know, he's three under through five in the final round. Like, he's really in this thing with a real chance of winning. And, you know, at the time, Max had won on the PGA Tour. This was the 2020 Waste Management. You know, he won the Wells Fargo in 2019. So he's a winner on the PGA Tour. But, you know, this would this would be a second win. And, you know, you know this was where he lived now. Um, a lot of important parts about that week. And he birdied 13. And I remember when he birdied 13, it's like, all right, we got a chance. And he hit in the water at 15. And he gets up and down for par. He didn't birdie 16. And then he hit it in the water on 17. And, again, I was walking the whole week with Max. And if you go back, you go back to listen to the very first episode of this podcast, and you'll hear us in real time recapping this situation. But he hit it in the water on 17. He hit a good tee shot, and he got an awful kick. I remember that. And he gets up and down for par. And I was standing. The, the players on 17 and 18 tee, they walk kind of under the stands that they build over there on the right side of the green. And I remember he's walking, and I'm, I'm inside the ropes. No big deal. Big J at this point. And he looks at me. And he has a smile on his face. I, you know, and it's just one of those moments like he was like, you know what? I, I, I rode her as long as I could. You know, like I was on that horse as long as I could get on her and uh, finally bucked me off. But, you know, he shot 68 in the final round. And I think he finished in the top five after what I thought was going to be a miscut. It was just a it was a cool, cool moment for us uh, just with this podcast. And as special as the Phoenix Open has always been for me. Um, that will always be one I will really remember just because of what came from it. You know, not just the podcast, but, you know, getting a chat with a PJ Tour player, a buddy of yours, you know, for a year and a half about the way he played and the experiences he had and then seeing him get more wins and doing the pod after uh, his win at Riviera will always be a, a highlight of my podcasting career. So uh, those were just kind of three different waste management Phoenix Open experiences, going as a college kid and being that idiot going as an early media member and just wanting to be accepted by the audience and then going uh, with uh, a goal in mind and, and being really nervous about that goal halfway through it and then uh, actually seeing it come to fruition on the back end. So uh, it's a great week. It's, it's one of my favorite weeks. I'm bummed I'm not going to be out there, but I'm actually going to play in a, in a golf event myself over the weekend, so uh, going to be a little competitive myself. But just thought I would throw this together for a short little podcast for you guys uh, on WM Week. Make sure you check out the Friday newsletter uh, every week. Make sure you sign up for it, but definitely check out the piece I wrote for it on Monday. Um, we're doing something on this podcast feed along with our friends uh, at Scratch. Um, around the release of Full Swing, the Netflix series that's going to come out uh, on the 15th. Uh, Claire Rogers is joining me for that. Big shout-out to Claire for helping out with that project. So that'll be coming your way in the next couple of weeks as well. And we've got some fun guests uh, lined up as well. So thanks so much for listening to the musings of uh, – of a 39-year-old golf journalist thinking back to his early days of the Phoenix Open into uh, you know what we now know is one of the craziest sporting events uh, that we have for the entire year. And it's going to be even more crazy this year with the Super Bowl. All I ask is that you be smart and you stay safe and don't drink and drive because all three of those things are very, very big no-nos everywhere, especially uh, in Phoenix around Scottsdale. We just take an Uber. You'll be happy you did it. All righty, um, that is it for this week. We will check back next week. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started.